I knew you would hate I that. I hate that guy. <laughs> Do you? He's, he was such a sloth in the Euros. <laughs> Welcome to the FPL AU podcast, your one-stop shop for everything FPL. Let us bring out your inner maverick and find those FPL gems. So my name's Luke, and the reason why I was keen to kick off this podcast with my mate Benny is that I got really sick of arguing with him about his wild fantasy picks and his multiple points hits. So we've put together a simple format to help fantasy managers pick the right differential that could haul points in any given week. And that'll give you the edge to rise up the ranks. So without further ado, my name is Luke and my main man with me today is Benny. How are you doing today, mate? You, excited to, hit, to be here, big man. I want to say thanks to everyone um, listening and, and rejoining us on the pod. Um, follow us on Twitter, guys, at FPL Australia. Um, you can find our league code uh, in the bio. I'm just generally really excited for fantasy football, mate. It's, it's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a long wait. Yeah, Long preseason. I mean, how how many times have you tinkered? I feel like I've tinkered like four times a day for the last week. I haven't been doing it too much. Maybe once a day, if that. I'll um just been looking at my team to try and settle it uh, in the last twenty four hours. Yeah, it's it's been a tough one. We're on Friday morning. It's like Christmas. Mine will be a mad rush. So, so there'll be some crazy decisions, no doubt. Some mad decisions. Nice. Well, moving on to what we're going to do today, I'm just going to go over what our Maverick pick definition is, and that's an unorthodox fantasy-style pick, which some people may not have the nuts to pick, like Luke, but if they go go off, they can haul and make you an FPL legend and go up your mini-leagues. So that's what we're looking to do here today, is basically find you a couple of ideas and fantasy picks that are going to be different from everybody else. First, Maverick, I think we'll start with you, big man. Who are you thinking? Yeah, brilliant. I'll, um, I'll kick things off because I don't think many people will pick this guy. Um, he's what looks to be the Man City false nine. So it's Ferran Torres. I think he'll he'll pick up that starting nod again. He did it in the Community Shield, uh, albeit they had a poor display, Man City. I don't think they were well prepared for that. Um, but they're facing a, a Spurs side that has shipped a few goals in preseason. Um, Pep will fire them up. They'll want to get off to a fast start again. So there's there's no way... I cannot pick Ferran Torres in my fantasy Premier League team uh, if he is the, the starting striker for Manchester City. So if he's playing that false nine and it looks to be that way, I'm backing him to to bring in a haul against Spurs. Um, Spurs, again, they're unsettled in their defensive lineup at the moment. They've had a, a bit of rotation in preseason, so we don't know what they're going to um, start with at the back. So I think... Man City will tear them apart. Leicester were well well prepared and had a good game plan to to stifle Man City's attack. Uh, and I really do think that that Spurs could be exposed here. It'll, it'll be a high scoring game. I, I feel. I think that that's a he's a lovely price point at seven million as well. So you can definitely fit him in, into your team. Sorry, um, and I've actually had him in a couple of drafts. My only worry with that is the old Pep Roulette dot net situation, where you just don't know where. Or who he's going to put out across that front line, or even the midfield. The only nailed-on players in my mind, genuinely starting, other than in the front three, is Mares, and then in the midfield is Gundogan. Other than that, who fucking knows? Could be Grealish in the midfield line. It could be on the wide left. So yeah, 
that'd be my only thing with Torres, but Green. do you think he'll start? Green. Graylish, Mares, Torres, that'll be the front three for sure. I think that's exactly what they'll run out with. Uh, what we've seen, oh, I've, I looked into this a bit and, and I found this guy who did an analysis on the team's pet chose in the Community Shield versus the, the teams he put out in game week one. And it was over 70% of players that he picked in the Community Shield started in that game week one team. And I think uh, just with the lack of absence of strikers, there's not many guys that can play that false nine as well. I think he'll he's locked into Torres. So the, this is the time to get on this this type of Maverick pick early on because the first couple of games he'll be leading the line and they got Norwich game week two. So that's really the one I'm targeting. I'm putting him in this week, but I want to pick up a massive haul next week on him against Norwich. He's a, he's a Maverick captain option next week. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I guess there's a lot of decent... 7.0 midfielders um, in the first game week. So you could easily just transfer one of them out into, like, say, a, yeah, like a Madison into a Torres um, or something like that. Yeah, that's really interesting, mate. I really like that pick. That's that's Mav. Love it. He's my man. He's my man. I always flirt with him. Who you got? I've gone off the grain. He's unfancied. He's unfashionable. But he's a maverick. Big surprise here. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Um, Sadio Mane. He's, what are you talking about? He's 4.3% owned. Okay, that's surprising. Yeah, so for me, that that's maverick numbers. Like, everyone overlooks this guy. I'll tell you what. In, in future, I'll give you this pick this week because of slow ownership. But during the season, we, we can't be hitting up the premium players. We've we got to find the, the underground gold mine. But this is a this is a good opportunity to go a game week one premium as a Maverick. This is the only opportunity during the season you'll get that that chance. And and mate, any opportunity you give me, I'm gonna take it. You give me an inch, I'll take yeah. a mile. That's how I roll. Go for it. Would you <laughs> captain it? I might do. I'll see how he looks in the first game. I generally don't think I've got the balls to go against Salah this weekend. I think you've got to be a brave, brave man. Um but if, because if he's... you're bringing in if someone brings in Mane, I would say captain him. Why, why else are you bringing him in? He's had the preseason form, so... You, you're making me think. You're making me change yeah. everything I believe in. Yeah, Channel I'm you're not, in a Maverick. I could, I could. I know you want me to, but I just not, I'm just i not sure. Before I, before I go to sleep this evening, that captaincy could go on two or three players. It's Salah, Mane or Jamie Vardy. So... Oh, there's a little insight into my team. Um, but going back to Mane, he's an unbelievable player. And that's why he's owned it at 12 million. He had a crap season last year for his standards. And, and he was one of the top five fantasy picks in the game. His XG was um, 0.48 over 90. And Salah's on penalties. And Salah got 0.59. So that's really high XG, which is you know astounding. His XA, which is expected assists, is 0.25, so he's due an assist, um, one in four games, which is obvious. Uh, and he scored 11, and 11 goals and 11 assists last year. So he can only improve on that. And I think the big thing about Mane, which I like, and obviously Salah, which is why he's the king of the game, in my opinion, he just loves to dribble and shoot. Like, that's his first thing. As soon as he picks up the ball, edge of the box, it's jink, shoot. And then second option, it's pass. And that's what you want out of a fancy asset. I think he's nailed him to start. Um, he's looked really good in preseason. So yeah, for me, it's Sadio Mane. 
And he, uh, yeah, I think the biggest the biggest factor there is they're playing Norwich, and we don't we don't know what kind of a squad they're going to be putting out there. I think they've they've struggled in preseason with that COVID outbreak. I think they've only just just got a number of key players back, and they had a they batted some team in a in a in a preseason friendly yesterday. So or the day before, Pookie scored three. So they'll be Norwich will be up for it, but I think Liverpool are, are going to absolutely tear them at you one. So if Mane's there, I'd say back him, and I wouldn't be surprised to captain him if you captain him. He's a good option. The only, the only, there is a um, slight risk of rotation. Salah's hundred percent nailed on. What happens if if Jota scores two and Mane gets a blank this weekend? And Firmino looked good in that preseason game, but uh, two days ago, what what what, what would you do then? Are you worried that Mane well, could be the one rotating? Well, this is the thing. That's just the question I was going to ask you. I was pretty sure that starting middle spot is between Jota and Firmino. And that Mane and Salah are, are nailed on. Team in that friendly, um, and and the B grade team had Firmino in it because he's still getting up to speed. But he's look he looks so good in that game. So do you think Jota is more likely to score than Mane? Is this more you poo poo my score. pick? Is this you poo poo my pick? You dickhead. Mane against Norwich? How? No, I can't knock that. <laughs> he's a twelve million player for a reason. He's a potential for a twenty goal season player. So. Yeah, if he's only 4% owned, that's a great differential. Cool. All right. I like it. I like that you agree. Yeah. Brilliant. My second pick is Callum Wilson. At the time of recording, he was only 7% owned. And he's got a good record against Newcastle. He's he's had a an interesting preseason. So he started off, he had a really good lead in. And there was two games that he had to miss with a bit of a niggle. But then he came back... Um, he, he, he's only got one goal in preseason, so it did worry me a little bit. But Newcastle have just been building towards this game week one, and and I think he's just going to start with a bang. Um, Newcastle have a, have a decent record against West Ham, so and Wilson loves scoring against them, so I'm backing him. They're back in St James's Park. Um, Bruce will have him firing. Wilson's going to be involved in the goals. Yeah. And I see that um, St. Maximan's back as well. So I think that's a big plus for Newcastle because yeah. he'll carry the ball forward for him. I think they've just completed the signing of, of Willock as well as of this morning. I went the, through. Yeah, went through. I'm not, I don't, you know, Matt, it's likely too, too early for the weekend for him. But I mean, that'll be a big boost just for the squad in general, considering what he did for them like the end of last season. So. I just think there's a lot of positive things happening for Newcastle. They had such a tough season last year. They had issues with COVID all through last year uh, and they've had a reasonably good preseason. So the team's looking fit. They, they haven't got any major injury concerns except for between the between the posts. Uh, both their starting goalkeepers, there's, there's question marks on them. I think they've got to start their third keeper this weekend. So that, that could be... That actually leads into my, my next pick. Yeah. Sneak you in on later. Good. I, I like being sneaked in. In terms of fans being back, Luke, and obviously home crowds and, and a place like St. James's Park, is this going to is this going to help our fancy assets, especially our attacking ones? Is this going to make teams more defensive? How do you think fans are going to affect the game? And obviously the points. Do you think it's going to be a higher scoring season or a less higher scoring season? Because some of the games we saw last year, like Aston Villa, Liverpool, for example, and Spurs, Man United, we were a joke. 
That would never happen with fans are there, no? The expectation is that it'll, it'll return, return to the mean. So the, the, stand, the, the seasons we, we were used to where the home team was always far more heavily favoured uh, because teams play with a different style away from home. Um, and, as, and depending on the teams they're playing, um, there's, there's home grounds that are absolute fortresses. And St. James's Park is not a, a nice place to go to. Their fans are absolutely ruthless. And Newcastle showed some home form uh, in, in the past. And I think just that first game of the season, if you're playing at home, you're just going to be just going to be bursting out of your skin, ready to, ready to fire. So they're, they're going to give West Ham a, a really strong strong opening fixture. Most people are predicting West Ham to just just stroll through that one. But, man, Newcastle, I, I think they're going to win that one. How they're weird that's like a 3-1 type game. Or 3-2, 3-2. That's the result I'm thinking is Newcastle three, West Ham two. Wow. You okay, we'll we'll come back to that at the at the end and we'll question you on our uh, upsets. But yeah, I definitely think at St James's Park, Newcastle's gonna be a different beast. So hopefully hopefully we'll see a decent game. Who's your pick? My second Maverick for game week one is Said Ben Rama. Four percent owned, six six million. He's playing in the ten. With Jesse Lingard gone, he just looks like he's he's taken on a new lease of life. He's picking up the ball in the pocket. He's driving at players. He's linking up with Antonio. He's shooting loads. Um, he's driving into the box. So I think he's going to win penalties. And I think last season, he just tried too hard. He's just one of them players who just really wanted to shake that price tag off his back. You know, he, he wanted to be part of the success. He wanted to break into the starting eleven, And he just wanted to do too much. I think with Jesse Lingard going and he saw what he did, he can fill his boots. And and the stats kind of line up with that because even last season playing more in a more wide advanced role, his shots per 90 were 2.2 um, per game. So he's definitely got it in his locker to, to gain some more fantasy points than he did last season. He's, uh, he's shown glimpses of it in preseason. He's already knocked in two goals, uh, bag three assists in preseason. I've been tracking him because he's like at that nice price point of six million. It's a it's a cheap midfielder if you want if you want to try and enable that to spread funds across your squad. Uh, he's one I've been looking at. Interesting pick. I like. Do you it. think he's going to do it game week one? He, he looks well, like he's confident. Well, now that you've said that Newcastle are playing at home and could have a bit of an upset with West Ham, you've got me thinking. But I generally believe that. Even in the first, if it's not Newcastle, even in the first three or four fixtures, he's going to pop up with points. And at six million, why not have him in your team? Mm. He's like Rafinha in that sense. I feel like he's going to he's going to come up with points. Yeah, I, I like that. He's he's poised to be Lingard two point He's he's playing with that much confidence. I've never seen Ben Rama play like this before. Love it on fire on fire. Moving on, Benny's bargain value pick. Benny's Bargain Bucket. I want to rename it. You happy with that? His Bargain Bucket. Yeah. And this is really Bargain Bucket. It's actually quite out there. And I've gone with Yarmolenko. (laughs) 5.5. I knew you would hate this. I knew you would hate it. I hate that guy. (laughs) Do you? He was such a sloth in the Euros. (laughs) 
Tell me why. Like, Convince me. Well, he, Convince he's me. quick. He's not a sloth. He's quick. He's experienced. He had a big price tag. He's got loads of quality. He's got a, a one-night left foot like yourself, mate. He whips in early deliveries um, and cuts in. So go get, it goes against the, the grain and doesn't just shoot. He does have the the, the um, Iron Robins in him. So he can cut in and do the whole, oh, I'm going to shoot, I'm going to shoot, I'm going to shoot, get to the back post and, and smash it in. I think he needs to repay West Ham. And with his experience, I think this year is it. His stats Who, are, are absolutely horrendous. What's that starting front line going to be? Like, where's he fit in? Well, this is it. I was looking at the pre-season fiction against Atalanta and they won 2-0. Yeah. And obviously the spear of the attacks, Antonio... You got Fornals to the left. You got Ben Rama in the ten. You got Yarmolenko to the right, and then you got Suchek and Rice sitting behind oh. them. The only player, if I'm David Moyes, that I would swap would be Jared Bowen over Fornals and Yarmolenko. And you got to remember, Fornals isn't a wide player, so I feel like he's got a chance of playing. Okay. Do Do you know that's? I don't know. Maybe. I'm worried that, that Bowen will, will take up some of their time because Bowen's like a really good player. He's had a pretty good preseason as well. But who knows? Maybe they're keeping Bowen on the bench in case Antonio's hamstrings don't hold up. Like, And he's the only player they've currently got to drop in that false nine. Maybe that plays it, into it. It is a risky bargain bucket, but that's why it's a bargain yeah. bucket, mate. I'm going to give us, give us um, my cheeky pick from Everton, Damari Gray. He was... Uh, because it looks like he could play out of position um, up front if, if DCL's out, which means he's on penalties as well, likely. Ah. That's an interesting pick for, for yeah. people as well. There's a lot of question marks on that. He, Damari Gray hasn't really done much in the Premier League in his time, but he signed a new deal back from Germany. So we'll see. Leverkusen cool. he was playing for. Well, there you but go. He's one I've got my eye on. But Yarmolenko, I've, I've had him in my team in the past and he's done some damage. So... Always got soft spots for players like that, but I just watched him in the Euro and I didn't like Euros and I didn't like what I saw. So this is your chance to prove me wrong. All right, so Mitch's Mav cap. So this is this is one whereby I don't think he's been considered for the captaincy, and it ties into my theory that the Newcastle West Ham game is going to be uh, the fixture where they'll we'll see goals. I think both teams will score. So my prediction was three two, and I think Antonio is going to get the two for West Ham. So Antonio is my Maverick captain option. He's, he's in around about 20% of teams at the time of recording now. It's the first time where he's had a, a really strong preseason. He's, he's, um, he's logged over 400 minutes in preseason, which is one of the highest across all Premier League squads. Uh, he's already bagged three goals across, across those games. Um, he's even snuck in for a, an assist, I, I believe. So I'm not, I'm not counting on him for assist, though. I'm there for... For him banging in goals. And if he bangs in goals, similar to Callum Wilson, if either of those two bag a goal, they pick up bonus points for their team. So that's what I'm banking on. Um, that he's he's going for two goals against Newcastle. And you know what, Benny, I'm, I'm slightly concerned about this pick because Antonio has never beaten Newcastle before in five matches. Wow. So this is one where I'm betting against history that um, he'll bag a couple of goals um, West Ham might get an upset there, but I'm, I'm banking Newcastle 3-2. I'll, I'll be putting a tenner on that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I like Antonio. 
I think he he's the type of player that really can haul. Out of all the strikers, like he's the main man. He's just so quick. He's deadly in front of goal. And I think because of the solid backline that West Ham have, yeah, it could happen. It could easily happen. Like hey, he scored um, four goals. Remember a couple of seasons ago, didn't yeah. you have him captain? I did. Yeah. You dog. Mavcap. You dog. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, this is what it's about. That the, the, the Mavcap choice, like you say. If I go for Mane, it could fly me up the leagues. If Salah does chuff all. That's what I'm banking on, that, that people like uh, like yourself will either go Mane, Salah. But don't forget, there's three greedy fuckers in that Liverpool front line who all want goals. So who knows who's going to pick it up? Whereas I know if, if West Ham score, Antonio is going to be involved. And if, if Newcastle score, I know Callum Wilson's involved in 60% of their goals. So if there's goals in that game, those two are going to, going to bang them in. But do you have the cojones to back him, mate? Absolutely not. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. Absolutely to not. There's, I, I'm, I think I'm, I could. I'm putting that out there, but that's not the style of manager I am. In game week one, I'm I'm going with the the top of the bell curve, right in the right on average. I'll I'll be captaining Salah yeah. against Norwich. No chance. I'm if anyone plays Norwich, I'm backing them for captaincy. They're going to see the thousand. <laughs> Fair enough, mate. All right. Well, that moves us uh, to, to the end of the pod and our nice little section here where we're going to go up for upsets in the fixtures. So after all your Newcastle chat, is it going to be your upset? Who's your upset, mate, this week? Well, there's not enough value in it this week. So I've got an even wilder value option. And I think no one's picking this. And it's Crystal Palace to upset Chelsea. So Wow. Um, if, if you, yeah, it could be a score draw. Uh, Palace, Palace could do the business. They've actually looked really good in preseason. I thought they'd be, they'd be struggling to put a squad together with the amount of players they lost, but they brought in a number of good signings. Vieira's actually got them playing some really nice attacking football. They've had a good preseason, so they're poised to strike. And Chelsea have had a, a disrupted preseason. They had players arriving late back from, from the Euros, um, Copa America. Um, they played the, um, what's that cup called? The Champions Cup that they played Villarreal. What's that called? Super Cup. Yeah, the Super, Super cup. cup. Yeah, they just played that the other day. So their players who played in that game might be questionable to start against Crystal Palace. So they could field a, a somewhat B-side, although the Chelsea B-side is still very strong. They're a deep squad this year. So... But um, I just think Chelsea haven't had a uh, the best preseason. Put it that way, it's been up and down. They haven't had amazing results. But come game week one, who knows? They might put it together. But Palace are a good chance of shaking things up. So if it ends two two, I wouldn't be surprised. So that's the one I'm putting a tenner on as well. But that's a great old tenner. All right, my upset is also highly unfancied. But it's it's the Hornets, Watford. No way. Yeah, I just You're think them against Villa. Yeah, I just think Villa Villa's front line. It's yeah, right. It's got Danny Ings. It's got loads of new players. Mm. How are they going to work together? Is there any cohesion? Have they trained together? Watkins is injured. Ooh. I think I think Watkins will be okay from from the latest reports, but. I just, yeah, I had no idea what kind of squad Villa are going to put out. 
right? No one knows what formation. Um, did you see Dean Smith's comments yesterday? He, no. he said the reporters questioned him to try and work out is is he going to play Watkins out wide? And he basically said, no, I didn't buy him to play out wide. He's my striker. Wow. So there's like question marks saying, are they going to play two up top? Um, it, when Diaz a question mark, I, he's he's got a knock. Don't know if he's, he's going to start. Um, defensively, they haven't looked great in preseason either. Yeah, Watford had the uh, best defense last year in the championship. They were insane, uh, but they yeah. basically secured promotion on the back of their home form, which again leads into my thesis, my theory. Hmm. How about the thesis that promoted teams are, are rubbish? Except for Leeds. <laughs> I love that. I love that thesis. No, I don't mind that pick, mate. I um I just don't like Watford, so I won't be backing them. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised them at home game week one if they did well, some damage. My my boy Troy Deeney. That's it. <laughs> Causing a stir. We gotta lock our teams in and start looking for hunting for more Mavericks in game week two. That's it. Well, we'll uh, catch up again next week and go over the results and tell you some more Mavericks.